in the cabbage. Right, let's get it. Test, test, test. Yeah, we're live. Welcome to In the Cabbage. <laughs> this is crazy. This is pretty bananas right now <laughs> that we're actually doing this. I'm Tommy Sweat. Andrew Witt. Please subscribe. Please listen. Please download. Like. Just a reminder. Keep swinging. Welcome back to In the Cabbage. I'm your boy, Tommy Swain. To my right or your left, Andrew Witt. Hey, what up? What up, buddy? We are back again. Cozy corner. Back again. Better than ever. Spirits are flying high. Excited to record tonight. Let's get this thing on rolling. I know. Let's get let's get it going here. Uh, I um I'm a little sore. The boys went hard in the gym last night. We did. I love that for us though. Yeah, it was great. I um is not, that one of the first times that you were like, "Ooh, I am really sore." Not used to Yeah, I'm not used to that anymore. Um, I was sore. Like when we left, we've been going, I've been we've been going hard in reps and stuff like that, but maybe not me personally. Not to going, the max of your like weight pushing that you could do. Cuz you know. obviously if you like come in firing right out of the gates and like, you know, everyone knows like if we were to go play basketball right now, we would play for three hours and we're trying to play like really competitively, I would be broken the next day and yeah, for like coasted. the whole week. It's the same thing. If you're getting back in the gym, moving some heavy stuff, you're going to ruin yourself. Yeah. I think it's important to come back slow because I used to love just coming back and absolutely burying myself. And what's that good for you? You, right. just, you just can't move for the next four days. And you're just like, wow, I'm really sore. I can't do this. You're tired. You're over it. You know, you don't want to make food because you're so sore. But <laughs> um, I'm feeling sore in a good way. Yeah. Not in a, well, I can't lift, can't lift my arm sore, but, you know, a general, you know, pump hurt. For sure. Which is great to feel. I'm also a little sore from jumping off a roof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. You told you told me this little bits and pieces, but this, I got to hear the full story. And mm. obviously, we can't deprive that from everyone out here. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, as, as nimble-footed as you are, jumping off a foot, or, sorry, jumping off a roof, mm -hmm. eh, that ain't no small task, bro. Yeah, it's... Um I don't know. Maybe delirious from golf all day. Well, um, we'll just jump into this and then we'll cut into the golf. We had a huge tournament this weekend, but, um, so we played golf Saturday. Yep. And during my round of golf, I got a text from my brother basically asking if I wanted to play tennis. My wife is obsessed with tennis, which is, recently. you know, super random that Timmy would hit you out of the blue like that. Let's go play tennis. But you know, whatever the, the, my side of the family over here, um, is starting to become a little bit of tennis freaks. They're starting to enjoy it. They're starting to know players. We're starting to watch together. Just something else to throw on yeah. when there's no sports going on. So they've been wanting to play and try. Coral plays pickleball. And um, Madison, of course, is dying to play tennis. We never get to play. And it's her favorite sport. So I didn't know that. Yeah, didn't she could have played on the high school team. Gotcha. She could, I think, maybe as a sophomore, walked on, like, without ever having, like, true lessons or playing and played JV. Oh. Which, you know, um, was told to me by her uh, dad as well. Gotcha. Um, and she's pretty good. She can run out there. She has a great backhand. Um, she's obviously super rusty. We don't ever play. So, 
Right. I'm sure if she did often, she'd find her rhythm again no, with it. No doubt. Um, I just didn't know that Madison had it like that for tennis. Yeah, she does. She loves it. Her whole family is super into it, um, which is awesome. It kind of got me into it a bit more than I was. Um, we were also playing back in high school a little bit. Remember that? We would just like buy some like janky rackets, grab the three worst beaten tennis balls oh, yeah. out of the garage and just roll those things out and go play. That was a lot of fun. Well, yeah, you just also crushed me every time. Well, we know, actually got, I mean, I, we're, we out there, enough. we're out there for a sweat. Yeah, we played enough for me to get tennis elbow. Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. <laughs> you and your like ankles, wrists, hands. I feel yeah, like they're they, bad. They're just like, they're always like, they, they get a little banged up. Yeah, I feel like I don't have a good mobility in my wrists at all. I don't know. I don't know if I do either. I'm like trying to turn my wrist over. And I'm like, ooh, that's kind of, I think it's from an injury I received from getting beat up in sixth grade. Or f- as a, as a fifth grader fighting a sixth grader, uh, are you going to tell that story too? Yeah, I mean <laughs> we can get into that too. <laughs> I don't think I've heard this one. Uh, we can sidebar here. So the one and only fight I've ever been in, I lost. I don't know if I lost. We were in fifth grade and he was in sixth grade. Okay, there was no punching of the face or anything like that. But this is a big dumb sixth grader. We're playing basketball. He sucks. He ended up not getting picked. <laughs> um, and I did over like all his sixth grade friends. Oh boy. So there's immediately some beef surfacing. Yeah, and this guy's kinda like not really his friends. He's the out he's the outcast. He never gets to play with us, yada yada yada. Okay. And so I get subbed in to play with these older kids or whatever. And uh he starts talking shit. Like it's gotta be a great feeling when you get picked over him too. Oh yeah. You're flying high. Yeah, I mean I'm on cloud nine. I'm like I know I'm getting another pop later. Yeah. I'm gonna throw up like fifteen <laughs> or twenty on these sixth graders. They don't play basketball really. You know what I mean? That was going to be a great half You're just time. walking out there, king of the court, fifth grader, baby. Oh, yeah. And I was tall, too. So I was like the same size as the yeah. sixth graders. Um, I used to just jump around from sport to sport. I don't know what your recess was like as a kid, but I would have like a tetherball phase where I all nonstop tetherball. Oh, yeah. Then like I kept losing because people just got so good. I was like, okay, I'm out of tetherball. <laughs> Handball was a big Handball one. Handball was a big one for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I played a bunch of butts up as well. Oh, the tennis ball? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, we weren't allowed to play that in mm. my elementary school. We were just obsessed with just like, there was this like this sign on this like big black, like massive wooden wall. And we were used to like, try to like just chip off that thing. I don't know. It was the silliest thing. And you were just entertained for hours. Yeah. Hours, hours, just hucking that thing. And then we'd f- shoot it way over the wall and like we would go running after it. Like if that, if I threw that ball one time over the wall now, I'm done. I'm no longer playing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're just back then. It's just so different. I remember when um, we had all these crazy rules for handball. Yeah, you know, and, to, and then it got to a point where ever, then people stopped using rules. There was only like two rules. It was like hardies and softies or whatever. Babies. That's what yeah. it was. Hardies and babies. Hardies and babies and were slices. cool. And every once in a while, throwing some magic. Yeah, I, you, I hated magic. Magic was so bad. Yeah, I was never a fan of that. You're like magic, and you're like, well, I'm not even close to you. I'm on the whole other side of the court. You have like a magic train where people just go magic and then double magic right underneath. Yeah, and triple magic. You're just like sitting there and you're panicking. Like, what are you, I used so to rape the shit out of my oh knuckles. Oh my God, dude. I'm, I'm on convinced the I have just all my knuckles on my right hand are a different color than my left. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just destroying them on that concrete trying yeah. to do magic. Yeah. So yeah, or slices too. I would did a big football phase. Basketball is a given. That's all. I used to play that's, soccer. Yeah, same. I used to go back and play soccer. Every Horrific once in a while. at soccer. Awful. Though. But I was like, I felt like I was actually pretty decent. 
The kids, the guy, kids, like kicked the ball harder than most people. Oh, that's at, nice. th- at that age. That's nice. Your boy had no leg. I, I had, used to. I used to hammer the ball. Yeah, he, he got some long legs. Get some weight behind those. Mm-hmm. The weight behind those kicks. Those balls go soaring. Yeah, I used to yeah. ping those red balls. Yeah, the kick balls were. Yeah, th- those were nice. Yeah, I mean those things were flying. When off you got the like foot. a slight bounce right into your foot. <laughs> There's nothing like connecting with those. Oh man, that solidly. Dodgeball was my one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, it was fun. Every time dodgeball was happening, you could tell me shit. I was on cloud nine. Okay, that's that was your sport. I love dodgeball. Did you do? Did you do the rules where you could like go around and it was like dodgeball nation or USA or whatever like that, and you can like catch the balls and then if you hit someone on like the opposing team. Like you play behind them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we did that. And then you would like come back in if you like hit Mm -hmm. one. Oh my God. You were like one of the last ones in. It was just head on a swivel the whole time. (laughs) I used to love that. Then we also, someone integrated like shooting from your side of the court to their side of the court, the basketball. Okay. If you made, everyone was back in. Interesting. So it was like a three-pointer, like a deep three-pointer. Right. And what, you're just throwing that up? Just, just. Every once in a while, you got two left, you know, and you got two balls. Sure. It'd be like me and um, take a shot at that thing. Why not? Yeah, but if it goes off the rim though, and they catch it, then you're out. No, just, oh, just they just get a ball. Oh, okay, free. okay, okay. Essentially, right? You're yeah. like basically rolling them a ball, right? And so you would meet one person. Like we, I'd have some people I played club basketball with. So one person would play like with the red ball. You knock them down when they came at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was fun. When you're running at somebody and they throw the ball and you you red ball out, red ball there, red ball out of the way. You feel like a superhero, right. man. You're just like, oh, oh, I'm coming for you. <laughs> yeah, you're just making high I in this town, playing for a little bit, yeah. a couple <laughs> shimmies on him. <laughs> I had, a, I threw it at like one of my friends super hard, and he moved out of the way. And there's a girl behind him who oh, wasn't. Oh, nothing worse. I wasn't aiming for his face. It's just the trajectory of what I was throwing at was at his face. What a dumb rule. Actually, continue. Just mm-hmm. and you just ping this girl. Oh in the face. God, dude. bloody nose out both nostrils. Game over. Dodgeball almost canceled for the year. Yeah, that's a, that's a big mood ruiner right there. Oh, I also, felt awful. What a dumb rule, though. No, like why? Like no headshots. Yeah, I get it. I get it too. I get, it but now. no one's aiming for your head. I mean, if I'm sure there are some kids aiming for. Heads. Yeah, that's true. I guess you I'm know. sure there are some real disturbed kids out there who are like, I'm going to hit this kid in the head. And yeah, I, to be honest, just, I probably was sometimes yeah. for dumb pieces as well. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Oh, but no. I mean, you're not if you're playing a true game, you're not actually going for anyone's head. No. I like smash it with cones. What's that? You never played smash it. No. So it's like dodgeball, same rule, same everything, and around the world thing that you called it. Okay. But there's three cones. You either can win from everyone being eliminated or hitting the three cones. Okay. And they're just on their side and you just try the cone, you knock it over. It's like two cones left. Oh, it's a it's like an addition to dodgeball. Yeah, so you have people guarding cones. Oh, you okay. kind of got people behind guarding cones, so the games move a little faster because kids aren't expecting you from throwing for one, and they're focused on the cones. So the That's games fun. move a little faster. But I was a big fan of steal the bacon as well. Steal the bacon. Yeah, did you ever do that one? No, what's steal the bacon? You're all like sitting on like let's call it like the basketball court, right? Mm-hmm. You're sitting on the end line, end line. And everyone's like, you know, numbered off, sitting down crisscross. Yeah. And they call out, you know, two and eight. And two and eight would have to go and run and steal like whatever, the eraser, quote unquote, the bacon, and bring it back to the other side. 
Oh, I remember that now. That was a good one. I sucked at that one. That's fine. No get up, no giddy up in my uh, game. You would even, you would even have <laughs> no getting up and getting there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't have much of that. Uh, you got, up. you got the hand eye though. That's let's, let's leave it at that. It says we're on these sports, these games. I love this little tangent. I, um, let me get with the fight first. So going back, we're doing basketball and this kid's just talking shit on me, talking shit on my friends, like just annoyed. He's like, kicking his basketball on our court on purpose. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, enough's enough. This kid's taller than me, and he's bigger than me. Okay. He's like, you know, maybe two inches taller, but way fatter than me. Big dog. Big dude. Yeah. Um, I walk up to him. He pushes me. I push him or something. I end up punching him in the stomach. Oh. Yeah, I didn't go for the face. And he, like, grabbed my wrist. And then, for whatever reason, I think I turned weird on my wrist. And it okay. hurt bad. Like, for him, enough for him to stop. Like, I don't know what I did to it. And I remember just afterwards, like, this is my broken... I, like, really hurt this wrist. And to this day, I don't have, like, great mobility in my wrist. That could be it, honestly. That shit can hang with you a little bit. Yeah, like I just never got, like, that full... I don't know what it was. He, like, grabbed something. And I also, when some. you get hurt that young, mm-hmm. it, it might, you know, very well could mess up something in there and prevent some growth or whatever. But... You know, you know, uh, so that's the only fight I've ever been in. Battle scars, baby, and you can say you, you know, beat the beat the crap out of a sixth grader. That was. I mean, I didn't beat him up. We, he punched me. I grabbed it. I punched him. He punched me. I, he grabbed me. You, you heard it here first. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you, you took it to the sixth grader. <laughs> <laughs> me and the sixth grader brawl, but I came out victorious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's it. And then I got fights in on um, like sports. Okay, like pushing pushing fights. Yeah, I've never really gotten in a fight. Can you ever see me getting in a fight? Yeah. If it's got to take a lot. It's got to take, you got to get you there. Yeah. Um, but I can see you. I'm not looking somebody. for one. That's for damn no. sure. But I've I'm, also seen you snap before. That's true. Yeah. If something's going really wrong or being super disrespectful and they ain't going away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there was one time where I almost got in a fight with Austin over in London. Really? Yeah. 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 This dude was being super weird and creepy and like following like taut around really weird. Uh-huh. And like just staring and wasn't doing anything. Yeah, I know he must have just been so blacked out out of his mind and just like You and Austin almost fought him? Yeah. I thought you almost fought Austin. Oh, no, 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 no. No. I was like, "What? How'd you almost fight Austin?" No, Austin and I almost got in a fight with this dude. Like we were really close to throwing some hands. Yeah, we, just, we made the we we went to the bouncer essentially, and we're like, okay, we don't want to throw hands with this dude and get kicked out. So like, we don't want to get jeopardized that, but this guy mm-hmm. needs to go. So he got kicked out. Okay, that's cool. The bouncer listened though. Yeah, we came over to him like, dude, look, like we're about ready to like beat this guy up because he's being super creepy and disrespectful and blah blah blah. Was he saying to- shit? Uh, I, if he was, he was mumbling. I, the music was loud. I could, I, I mean, he was just staring at Todd. Yeah. Falling around. Just oh, so yeah, very, very creepy and weird. Oh, so God. And you just got to worry about that the rest of the night. You're not shaking that off. It's a vibe killer. It really is. Yeah. Like just like shit when that shit happens. But it also gasses you up though a little bit. It does bring some fuel to the fire. It does. But it is a vibe killer because then you're maybe looking for it. Your head's a little bit more on a swivel. You're paranoid. If it's enough, it really could set the night in a wrong direction. But yeah, um, then you got to deal with it. But anyhow, so back to my original story. 
um, where we went off this huge tangent, which is amazing. I well, love you, these rabbit holes we get into. We, you, but before we go back to the roof story, I thought mm-hmm. you were going to do another little segment about, you did mention sports. Oh, because yeah. Because we're doing all like, the playground sports. Um, so we went to sixth grade science camp. Did you do that? Yeah, of course. We went to stay away camp. Yeah. So I put you in those horrific bunk beds and just oh, obscene yeah. sleeping hours. And weird you're trying cabins. to shower in like two minutes. That's Dude, all you get. Uh, yeah. If it's yellow, let it mellow situation going on as well in the bathrooms. Oh yeah. It was very strange, but like good at the same time for like growth. It was fun. Yeah. It was, it was weird. so interesting. It was so different. You know, so different because you like you're like I'm. So the girls are staying over with us. Yeah, it's weird. And you're like, yeah, even though you're not even like really that close to them, but they're still there. Like you're right. gonna see them in the morning. Right. Like it was just very strange. And you're also staying with guys you don't know. You're away from your parents. Close quarters. Right. Yeah. Did you also ever ever do the? Um, oh my gosh, the night at the like the Queen Mary. Do you ever do like the? No. That was strange too. I think that was in fourth or fifth grade. And you had like the first mate and the captain and people were like literally yelling at you like you were traveling overseas because it was like the like Christopher Columbus situation and like you're trying to do this, I don't know, reenact the whole thing. And so you're like doing chores and scrubbing the deck and like you're having to do night watch. I remember my night watch was two to four in the morning. Yeah. Kids? Yeah. I'm like a fifth grader. Yeah. That's weird. Dude, have you never weird. heard about this? Oh, we, no. we got a yeah, dude. We okay. like we had like a journal you'd have to do. We're doing. I I can't remember it, the all the day in and day outs, but we got there for the day, and we stayed there all day, learning about all hey, real this. Quick, though, the Queen Mary is haunted as well. I don't know if it's if it was the Queen Mary. It was probably down in Dana Point. Okay. I just I just didn't know the difference at that point. I just lashed on the Queen Mary because it was the only right. boat that I knew. Probably not the Queen Mary. Okay. I think it was a simulated boat, you know, that was like made for this kind of like, you know, field trip so type thing. So you go to the field trip, you have, a, you have an overnight bag, you're on your way. Yeah. And you're like sleeping on a boat in bunk beds and there's like no water really and there's like nothing. It's like a simulation of you being on a boat, going and taking watch from two to four in the morning and like looking at the constellations and writing your journal, like what you saw, what you're reporting, like all of that stuff. It was one of the craziest things. Then they had like, you know, then you have like That's your dad's there. Crazy. You have your dad's there or, you know, your mother's there for whatever. They're the chaperones, but they're playing a role in this whole situation as well. So you're, you as a parent have to go and sacrifice a night on a shitty boat. Yes, dude. Yes. Would you ever be that per- parent? Oh, that's so tough. You know, when you think about it now as like a man and it's an adult, you're like, I have to go stay on a boat for a night and ba- and on ba- my weekend and babe and babysit some kids for some kids as well. It's going to be wild out there. But the first mate and the captain, though, they bring it. They are yelling at you. Like full on yelling. Yes. If only you like parents? scallywags and like, yes, dude. That's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. I wonder if anyone else is. Where'd had you this sleep before. at? In the, you know, in like, I don't even know what, what it, but the below, uh, just below deck. Yeah. Below and it's decks. like, and it's like a huge ship because it's got a whole enough for like how many kids you're with you. 30, 40. Yeah. You know, 30. I don't know. What was also really funny too is that 
Nick Camarda. Yeah. Wild sleeper when he was younger. Don't know if he is now. Pray for Brittany if he is still that if he is still that kind of a sleeper. Right. But the dude fell off the top bunk bed and split his head open that night too. Nick, man, that sounds like a Nick story. Very much a Nick thing, right? Yeah. Oh, poor Nick. We gotta we gotta talk shop with him and see what he remembers because my memory oh, sometimes is just a little. We bit, gotta get like an janky. early hangout call Nick and see if that's the true story. I don't know. It's he split his head open for sure. Well, Maybe I mean, like a, I want to hear his side of like what was happening with that. Right. I think he was one of like the leaders of like a group as, as well. You know, he's just, you know Nick overachiever like that. But he yeah, was like, I'm sure he was the top scallywag or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's that sounds like a nigga. That I was, was like the bo- I was like the bottom bitch. <laughs> I was I mean, like I, throwing out poop. I didn't care. I was getting yelled at. I was like, "What is going on right now? Mom, this is crazy." Was it your mom or your dad? Uh, or no parent for you? I don't think a parent for me. That makes sense. My mom would have never gone. Michael up. Beaniac's dad. That's there, great. Michael Beaniac dad does do things like that. That's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't do that. No, but like other things for sure. I yeah. wouldn't mind doing science that. camp. Science camp was, did you like feel like you grew as a kid though? At that age, did you feel like you took a next step in your adulthood from when that? When I pulled out my lunch, when it was like a ready-made like ham sandwich and green apple and, and granola bar and I'm sitting there in nature and eating this lunch, mm-hmm. life-changing moment for sure. Yeah, you kind of, I don't know, like that like story about the ship, I'm sure like evolved you. Sixth grade science camp. I feel like I came home and I wasn't a kid anymore. How so? Just because it was, you were off on your own for a full weekend and you were yeah. doing a lot of cool stuff as well. Like you're learning how to like build a fire. You're learning how to like, you know, yeah. track. Then, like, and, I'm, like, the only one I really remember is these mints you used to chew. You would go in the middle of the night and mints. there's a certain mint you would chew. Like it was like whatever generic brand of mint and it had like spearmint in it. And okay. it was a certain mint and you would chew it and it would like spark up at night. Because of something and the altitude, and they were telling you the science behind it. Oh, that's kind of cool. But that's the only thing. That's that's the only thing that's sticking with you. Well, because also we had the worst cabin. So okay. me and my buddy at the time got to stay in the same cabin together, which is awesome. But our cabin sucked. We had like all of like the troublemakers and people who didn't listen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you got punished, I thought you meant like you had no energy, no lights. You were the no, furthest one away from the bathroom. Like. No, our, our like our instructor sucked, and um, like our cabin people just sucked. They wouldn't listen. They wouldn't do anything. Yeah. And so when they got punished, we got punished. Yeah. So they couldn't do it. We couldn't do it. So there would be so many things we missed out on. And at some point, he was like, "You guys, like you, Taylor, whatever, go outside and play pretend because like these guys can't leave the cabin." Oh God! They like so the even the instructor was like, "You guys go out and do something." Like he put us with other groups for us to go do stuff, um, but it didn't matter. I enjoyed like just doing the breakfast in the morning. Yeah, and you're going to that, that big like galley hall doing yeah. breakfast and like um, talking to friends and then doing some hikes or something. We did a talent show at the end of it. Mm. Um, they sang the Green Day um, graduation song. They all do. Everyone's crying because it's the, it's the end of sixth grade, essentially. Right, right. You're moving on middle school. Yeah. So I love this stuff, man. This is that's, great. That's really cool. Yeah. I don't know if it was as life-changing as it was for me, as it was maybe for you, but I certainly was like, wow, this is, 
it is like kind of like a teleportation of life where you're kind of experiencing in such raw form. You're like, okay, this, I'm not really, I'm this staying. Is, this is like, your first time. A lot of these kids are dealing with like loss and change. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're not at your same school. You're losing maybe more than half of your friends. Right. Maybe a couple of them are coming with you to sure. middle school because some went to, you know, whatever. And um, I, know, I came back and I was just, you know, a little different. And then eighth grade uh, New York, D.C. trip. Yeah, was I was uh, that's the one I was going to bounce off of you next year. Right. I came back and I was like, I had no, because you had to set your own alarm. Oh, yeah. And early wake up times yeah, too. Like 5, 5.30. Yes. Like get down Bus is leaving. Breakfast is done at 6.15. Like we got to roll. Like out. Yeah. And if you weren't doing it, like you didn't have breakfast. Right. They're like, there's power bar. Grab a power bar. You've slept through breakfast. Sorry. Right. And I just remember like, you know, the rules. We all, people almost got kicked off the trip day one. Yeah. Same. I was rooming with the guy. Yeah. Like that almost were, got kicked out. We almost like, got kicked out. I almost, I was like around the situation, but I wasn't in the situation. Yeah. And I didn't have to get a talking to, but they were on like extremely thin ice for like good two more days after that. And after that, they kind of loosened up on them. Um, but they were, we were throwing like chocolate milk at cars or something. And I, right. I was like sitting there and I wasn't doing it. And then, yeah, well, if you're sitting next to it, then you're affiliated with it, even though you're not doing it. Yeah. I, I think I BS my way out of it enough where I'm like, I wasn't throwing anything. I was just I, sitting here. I was just sitting I here. I just sat down. Right. I was, <laughs> I just came here. I hardly even know these people. And um, yeah, I came back from that, like set an alarm for my brother's basketball game the next day, woke up to it all myself, got yeah. ready myself, showered. Were you a Washington, D.C. guy or were you, were you a New York kind of guy? Yes. Yeah, I mean, you're a New York kind of guy. Yeah. I mean, there's no... Oh, life, I mean, that was for me. Like, I left that... You're like, I want to live in a big city. I left that and I was like, I'm living in New York at yeah. some point in my life. <laughs> That's you, though. Oh, for That's sure. That's all you. Flashing lights all over the place, big skyscrapers, crazy stuff happening all over the place. Right. I don't know why that is. I just find calm. Like I used to love when we would sleep in those hotels and they'd be like in Manhattan and it would just be so loud. Car alarms are just going oh, I off. Loved, I Horns. so hard. <laughs> I hated it. I know. I was a big Washington, D.C. kind of guy. Yeah, I liked Washington, D.C. But like was soon beautiful out there. I remember walking into like a hat shop off of, you know, because the better they let you just off in like certain alleys. They would just let you go. And you'd be like, go shop. And you're like, what's happening? And you and your friends have cash. I don't even have, I don't even have a cell phone. Right. You got to come back to like a random. Hey, at 315, we're meeting back here at this clock. Yeah. And you guys have an here, Like you're going to be in trouble. And it was like real trouble. It wasn't like. It's like, no, we're, you have to sit in the hotel. Like for the rest of the, the trip. Dead. Like, yeah, yeah, you're done. Yeah. And it was just... No, it's no messing around, which is also crazy, too, because something else could have happened to a kid. Whatever. I mean, I'm sure things no all one's, got... No one's get letting the kids loose nowadays. There's no chance. I'm sure, yeah, there's no chance. Maybe in the mall. Maybe something like Maybe. that. Maybe. Yeah. Because, you, you know, I remember walking... In into like, downtown New York? We were in... Yeah. We Are were, you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's tough. <laughs> that's crazy. We were... um at like a, I remember walking in and buying a hat and I didn't spend my money on anything the whole trip because I wanted to save it for the shopping thing. Mm-hmm. And I just like an idiot. I'm so bad with money. Even back then, I bought this like leather New York Yankees hat. Okay. That sounds fire though. It was, it was okay. It was very different. 
I was very upset. Do you still have that hat? No, I, I ended up getting stolen from me. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I, I, I bet I would love to, I would have loved to see it. Freshman year, sophomore year, I left it in somewhere. Uh, and uh, someone's like, oh, that's my hat. And I never saw it again. Yeah. Of high school. Um, yeah, man. It was just, uh, remember doing that? I had buyer's remorse. I would like wanted to go return the hat. Really? And the money back. I was like, this why is was so this hat stupid. like 70 bucks? Yeah, it was like 70, 80 bucks. Yeah, back then it was like, you know, make the comparison. Now it's probably like 120 for a hat. Yeah, I'm like, what am I doing? And the guy probably, the hat was probably worth like 20 bucks, 40 yeah, bucks. Well, and he's like, there's a kid with some cash. You but, wanted to swag out a little bit with a New York, it was a New cool. York leather hat, you know? I remember I had an instructor and he was like, what's wrong? Like, you know, because whatever, I wasn't joking around. I'm really bummed about my hat. I spent so much money on it. It's like, dude, I remember him talking the hat up and he wore it for a little bit. And uh, I was like, oh, this hat's cool again. He ended up switching my mindset on it, which was fun. But it's great. You really pull for those counselors, you know? Oh my God. There's some of them because I used to do TLC too. Mm, I was some, a big TLC guy. Yeah. If you had some counselors that were great on TLC, it's like all you cared about. You're like, oh, I get to go see Rob after this or whatever. Yeah. And it's awesome. Yeah. And he, the dude's a homie or the gal, whatever. Let you run wild, do whatever you guys want. Right. He'd say something funny and then you guys go crazy again. Yeah. You're like, oh, <laughs> and they run off. And that's so funny. It's all jacked up on sugar and just like, you know, school's yeah. out. Oh my God. The puddings afterwards. I used to love oh, the chocolate pudding, vanilla pudding for, for yeah, I know you're weird. Yeah. We, you, we you just stand alone. Yin and yang on if we things. can go, you know what? I'll go tapioca though. I hate tapioca. Pudding. Yeah. See, that's where I, that's where you get me with the vanilla. There's well, something else going on. Yeah. You like the slimy, weird texture. Yeah. Yeah. Things, you know, nothing, everything doesn't need to be crunchy. I think everything needs to be crunchy. It <laughs> needs know. to have some sort of crunch to it for me. I, I know. You can't do it. It's true, though, because, like, I remember, <laughs> I don't know why we're, I'm on memory lane right now with it's you. It's fun. It's great. But um, frozen grapes for the first time I ever had it are so much better than normal grapes. Yeah, frozen grapes, you know, you can you can chalk those up in a, in a top five I just healthy like, snack. I just think, like, for me, it's... Um, it's, it's all texture based, like broccoli. Like I just don't like. It tastes like I'm eating grass at times. I'm just like not into it. And, yeah. But anyways, um, jumping off the roof. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Here we go. It's great. Thirty minutes in, and now we're finally getting to the story. Just, which is, just, what in the cabbage is, baby? We're just going off. Um, you know, we, we. I would love to actually. It'd be really fun to get together with some of your buddies that you were staying in a hotel room with, and oh, then yeah. like sit down and do what we're doing right here, and it's like. Because I feel like I don't have the same memory as you do. And I would love to get their side of the story. I love to get like, you know, we remember when we did this. And da, 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 yeah, and like, I don't know what it is, but there's certain things like I remember watching Hellboy a lot and uh, South Park and waking up early and doing those things. And like uh, every dude, I used to have crush on a new person every other week at that, <laughs> at that age. <laughs> And then I had a crush on somebody because my friend was friends with them and I didn't even like them. And then they didn't like me back and that fucking crushed me because I didn't even like the person. I'm like, I don't even like you really. And she's like, well, I don't like you either. And you're like, fuck, you don't like me? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, oh shit, this person doesn't like me. And you know, Tommy even back then would spiral. I mean, I was crushed. I slipped on ice. Everyone else is slipping on ice. Like, I'm not going to slip on ice all weekend. Come outside, just like fully <laughs> slip, fully slip out, bottom out in front of everybody. 
And I was just like, my life's ruined. I remember oh my, my buddy God. Nick's making out with like my crush at the time in the back of the bus. In what, sixth grade? No, this is eighth. Oh, in eighth grade. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, were, who's macking down in sixth grade? No. <laughs> um, eighth grade. They were macking down in the back of the bus. I was like, damn, this, these people are getting it. I'm not even, I'm trying just to like not slip on ice and shit. <laughs> and <laughs> that and, was me too. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, it, frightened little boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's surprising because when I, forever, when I met you, I never got that like awkward shit. Yeah, because we were just boys though, you know? It was it was Call of Duty and that was about it. Right. We're talking video games. And it was that was how you found, it all you found my pocket right there, baby. You know, that was my little <laughs> sweet spot. I walked right into it. Yeah. And sports. The sports and video games. Great. Like, hey, guys are so easy. Like, you like games? You're like, duh. Yeah. <laughs> Did we just become best friends? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not Let's that hard. Now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyways, jumping off this roof. So Madison's dying to play tennis. We're on hole 15. Me and my uh, father-in-law basically out of this tournament. We're not playing great. Um, so I knew I was probably going to play some tennis tonight. Um and Matt, there's no way Madison's going to say no. I have my car keys on me with my house keys, I believe. And I'm, I don't really check my keys. But I just kind of touch my pocket and I realize I don't have my house key. Like I have my keys and assuming my house keys are attached right, to them. Because they're always there. They're always there. We have to go out of the way 20 something minutes to get to my house to get all the tennis stuff because my brother doesn't have anything. So we need the balls, the rackets. I need an outfit change. Madison needs an outfit change. I'm wearing like, you know, golf stuff. She's wearing you know, shorts or whatever. And uh, we get back to my condo and as sh sure as shit, I had a feeling like, I don't think my keys are on my, like my house keys are on my car keys and sure as shit, they are not. So we drive here. We're exhausted. Yeah, we, got you got our ass, we got, we both got our ass kicked all day and I just want to get in this house and grab this stuff or I'm going to have to make another trip back. And I'm like, I can't do that. There's just no, I, we're just not going to play tennis. And that's going to crush my wife, you know, because the, because the keys are inside the house. Right. And the closest other keys are down in Laguna, right? Right. Where my wife's at. She has a set. Yeah. That's, that's an hour and a half. We're lo we're, you're looking at yeah round trip, to, round get trip. This to get this tennis stuff. Not happening. And we that. have to have dinner and we're going to have, you know, wine and hanging out and. I'm like, okay, well, my father-in-law kind of makes a joke. He's like, why don't you just, you know, jump off the roof? And you know what? I'm like, not a half bad idea because at this point, <laughs> I don't want to go. It might like, I don't have a super, super tall ceiling. But it's, it's over my head. I'm 6'5". It's probably, I don't know, seven feet. Yeah. Seven, eight feet. No, for tall. sure. For sure. Um, and you're also playing golf both days this coming weekend as well. So your days are kind of numbered here for opportunities to go and play tennis, make the most of it. Right. I'm, I'm also strategically thinking. Hang out with the wifey as well. Like, you know, right. you, you got to make that time. You have to like, uh, the older I get in, in relationships and being married, you strategically have to choose like and pick when you want to make time for things. And, and you have to understand that like everything's a balance. And you always constantly have to fit your wife in to these things to make your relationship thrive. Yeah. And so, like, on moments like that where, like, in reality, I could give two fucks about playing tennis. 
Right, you're tired. You're I'm in the tired. sun all day. I don't want to, you know, I knew I was going to have to make that hour and a half trip back because I'm going to be like another day of golf, another full weekend of golf. Then it's the end of the month, then it's October, and then my family has to have a birthday month for me because I'm from divorced families. So I go like in-laws, my dad, my mom. It's like every weekend there's something. Um, and so anyways, I look at my backyard. My garage is taller than my actual roof of my house. That's like 10 feet. That's that's a big dog. I'm looking it's, at it right it's, now. It's, it's, it's up there. Yeah, it's high. Um, not possible. I have like a shitty plastic fence on both sides of my condo. I'm in the middle of two other condos. So I'm, I'm the dead middle unit. So I can't like climb over their fence. I have to climb over two sets of fences to get to my place. And I'm like running out of options here. You know, I can't really walk or climb on these plastic fences. But I do know I have a tree that's basically attached to my front roof of my condo. Mm-hmm. So, your boy, so here we go. Sure enough. Sure as shit. I'm like, well, do I want to come back? No, I don't want to make another trip. And this is going to be a lot to my wife. I think I'm just going to jump off this fucking roof. And so I climbed the tree. I ended up climbing the tree. Go, Even dude. the tree climb is like a little sketchy. I got to kind of turn around in it. I got to step up, get on the roof. Older condo. I don't know how great that roof is. And also, I just don't love climbing trees to begin with. Do you was, love climbing trees? No, I hate climbing trees. I never climbed trees. I, even when I was younger, I wouldn't do it. It was such an easy, it was like a step up, another step up, right. on. No, 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 totally, totally. totally. I wasn't like it backwards, you know. As far as climbing trees go, I haven't done that in the last 25, 20 years. Awful. I would. <laughs> I never did it as a kid. I could never, I never the body strength. I was always afraid of falling. So anyways, I climbed from the front door all the way to my back door because I know my slider is open in my back door. It's right. always, always unlocked. Got it, got it, got it. Or it's, you know. Also, why couldn't you just open up the garage? Is that, was that a thing? The garage the keys is were... open, but the garage door is locked. Oh, the keys were in the house. Cr- keys in the house. Ah, got and we it. We keep the slider unlocked when we're not here because that's how we get in. We don't have, you know, a key for it, so we lock it when we leave and yeah. we're in here. And, um, come to my back roof and I'm, I'm there. I'm in my backyard now, essentially. I'm looking down. Right. I have lights like from my from my garage roof down to my normal backyard roof. So it's making my jumping points a little more difficult. Right, cuz then you don't want to like rip down all of the I can't lights really jump sideways. I can't really jump at it. There's not a lot of running room. I don't have a huge backyard. There's no grass. It's all cement. Yeah. So and there's one little like rectangle rectangle situation for Hendrix to go pee. Yeah, pee and shit in. It's like a little dirt patch we have in the backyard. <laughs> But that's gonna be the softest landing spot. Yeah, you got You got to go there. So I uh, and there was a gap in the lights. So sure as shit, I like sit down and try to start assessing the damage. See, assuming I'm gonna just like lower myself off the roof, which would have been much easier. Totally, because uh, I could have just dangled a little bit and just pushed off. Mm-hmm. But I have gutters right there, and I cannot hang off those things. Those are hanging on by a na- like a nail, like a thread. They are not hanging on very well. I will rip those bad boys down and the rest of our guards for our neighbors instantly. So now, so you would have been screwed there. So and I got that's like, maybe hundreds of dollars fixing that. You, that's out of the question. So now mm-hmm. there's no dangling situation going no on. No dangling. So now I have to think like, okay, am I going to jump from like a squad position off this roof and jump? Or am I going to kind of just like push myself off and mitigate yeah. the like impact on my knees? Remind, I have a championship golf round tomorrow. It's a two-day tournament here. Right. 
and I'm... You're jumping off roofs and playing tennis on your downtime. That's real smart. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I end up like sitting down and I start to slide immediately. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Put the brakes on. <laughs> scoot back. And now I'm getting nervous up there. You know what I mean? Like I'm genuinely getting like a little... It's uh, good seven, eight feet. There's it's a spider seven, making a beeline for you. Go get that some bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Oh, wait, no. We preserved him. We saved him. <laughs> <laughs> there was a spider heading right for He was booking it towards your ass. Uh, we we just have s- some bad spider luck when we're recording the pod. Maybe they just want to be part of the action, you know? Yeah. There's just uh, bugs out here crazy. I'm getting bit up by my mosquitoes like I'm living in the fucking Everglade. Dude. Um, Same. I, I've got like some swamp mosquito bites going on. I'm like on my ankles, on my knee, and they itch, man. And I can't help myself. I itch those bad boys till they bleed. I look like a heroin addict. No problem. From the lower, from the lower shin oh, down. Then I start picking the scabs. Yeah, dude, it's it's so bad. It's a full vicious circle, and I have like scars now on my ankle from yeah. it. And I'm like, yeah. whatever. It's just part of the deal. It's who yeah. I am now. Um, you know, BB gun and back in 07, you know, we did metal bullets back then. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pop one out. Right. Oh, man. Just for scars. Okay. So back to this whole roof situation. So I'm back scared. on the roof. I'm sitting there. So I'm realizing I'm going to have to push myself off this roof from a seat position. So now I'm starting to think of X factors, right? When I hit, I can't stiff leg it. I got to roll out or I got to like fall. I got to do something. I can't stiff leg the jump. Can't get caught in the gutter because then it's going to throw me off. Not only am I rough the gutter off, I'm also going to like fall forward straight on my face. Yep. And I got to push myself far enough to make sure I don't hit like a weird zone. So I'm starting to get nervous. You know, I'm thinking, God, watch out for the lights. I'm starting to get nervous the longer I'm sitting up here. And to be honest, if it was easy to get off my roof. I didn't have to go back down the tree. I think I might have. But I knew I had to get back down the tree. So either mm. way, I'm not like loving my situation. Right. You're like, we're here. Right. What are we going to do about so it right I, now? Instead of like laying myself to keep getting scared, I just yeed myself <laughs> off the roof, push, pushed off, and I'm immediately panicking. Like all sense of like whatever's happening is happening. And I start, I rip down a section of my lights. <laughs> I thud. I like buckle a little bit. I fall over. I bang my knee off like the concrete a little bit. But for overall, just a scrape, a little bruised knee was the only real damage from the situation. When you started hitting me with this story, 7 a.m. on Sunday morning, I did not know what was happening. I'm like barely sipping my coffee. I'm on the putting green. Right. Just kind of hanging out. And you realize, like, I jumped off a roof last night. <laughs> and I played tennis. <laughs> yeah, dude. So I was, was, I was it sore. Was, it was crazy. It was a fun story just to have. It made everyone laugh pretty hard. Then we had me and my wife had a debriefing at the end of the night, and she's like, I know it's funny, and I'm really happy, you know, I'm so thrilled, thankful that you did that for me, but like, you can never do that again. Like, I would rather just not play tennis. And then you said, you know what? That's how far I, that's, these are the lengths that right. I, go like, for I don't want to hear that I don't love you because right. these like, are the lengths right here. I, I just yeeted myself off our back roof. And she proceeded to say that would have been like the funniest thing she's ever seen. She's like, she wished she could have like paid. Oh, I wish there was ring cameras back there, buddy. I know. <laughs> it would have been all time. I would I, kill for that footage. <laughs> I need to, I need to record that, not just for me there. That would have been for the pod. But yeah, man, that was the big uh, injury. But our main event this weekend mm-hmm. was some golf here. We can get into that. And, you know, um, overall, 
for my side, we um, it was a member guest tournament. We played yep. with our father-in-laws. Two-day, two-man best ball. Awesome. So much fun spending the time with my father-in-law. It was really, really nice to do that. I enjoyed my time immensely with him. Um, our golf, though, as a team, not very good. We both didn't have our A stuff. Um, it was know. a shame, too. Um, and, you know, I, and I get it. You know, you're not going to always have your ace, you know, game. I just, you know, I was more bummed for for Rob because I know that he wanted to play really well. Yeah. And he, let's get this, let's get the record straight. The man's a good golf player. He's an athlete. Yeah, he's, I mean, yeah. He, pro ball player, um, Butch Harmon, lessons, absolute stick. I'm but, sure back in the day he was a scratch. Oh, easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's got a great swing. Great tempo, you know. He just like looks like he can do nothing wrong. It looks like it's super consistent, but for, for, for whatever reason, he just didn't quite have it. You know, he just, you know, he just recently retired. We were talking about that, but he just looked like he just was lacking a couple reps. You know, yeah, just he a just couple has, swings out there for sure. But that's gonna come. I mean, now he's retired. He's he's looking forward to us. We're coming back with a fire next year. Um, and I didn't really play like that spectacularly. Like I could have paid, like if I would have came out and did what I did during club championship, shot like a 81, 82, and like a 70 at some point, I would have, we would have been somewhat in the running for that. No doubt. Because he came out with pars and bogeys, which helped us out a lot when I blew up. But um, I could have kept us like going and I just didn't, couldn't do it. I was making like wrong decisions, weird choices, weird misses that I don't usually have. Um, but, you know, overall, what a great tournament. What a blast it was to spend that time um, with someone I care about. You know, yeah. you don't get to do that very often. I so. was going to say it's the opportunity to do something that you never really have done before. I think it was really cool. Yeah. Um, I just know like how how like excited both Rob and Lloyd were both yeah. our father-in-laws to come and play with us and like, you know, playing a semi competitive, <clears throat> excuse me, a semi competitive, but fun atmosphere out there. And I mean, I could tell you some of the prep that Lloyd was doing cause he was getting up for it. You know, he was like, he got new grips on his clubs. He went out and played a round of golf on Thursday so he could have a day break and then, come back refreshed, ready to go on Saturday. Wow, yeah. My he, father -in -law cle he, this. he cleaned his clubs. Like he, he wanted cleaned, it. He cleaned all the club faces. Like he was. He wanted it. He was ready. Yeah. Father-in-law did some similar prep, repping out driving range, putting, very excited about. We talked strategy, club ups, where, like what the course play is like, how bad are the greens, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. um, it was also fun to hear all the guests talk about the course. Yes, that's and how awesome. much they enjoyed it. Yep, because with you, like even like our buddy Chris and his dad who play at Dove and their members there, which is a private golf course, came out and you know his dad was like super surprised about how great the course was playing, and yeah. that was just you know that's cool that's to see. that's great to hear. You know, you don't want it to be a bad experience for them because ultimately, when you bring a guest out there, you want them to have a good time. You know, this is like a kind of our thing. And, uh, you know, you just hope that they're having a good time as well. And, you know, the atmosphere is, is, is buzzing a bit. Course was playing great, man. Great weather. I mean, the weather was 
I love that weather. It put was me, not in, my put, favorite. Put me in that 77 degree um, cloudy weather Humid? all day. Yeah, all day. Love that. Yeah, it, it was good. It wasn't my favorite. Um, Better than 90 and sunny. For sure. Um, <laughs> it just overall played great, the course. I mean, they cut the rough down a little bit. Um, the greens were running great. Um, breaking where they should break, not breaking when they shouldn't. Mm -hmm. I felt like every putt was fair. Like it wasn't really tricked by a lot. Yeah. I did like how they cut down the rough because last tournament was getting a wee bit long. And I was like, this is getting really difficult to find. Just find a golf ball if I put it out outside the fairway. How crazy before members of this like club for 30 years. And I love Miles Square. Mm -hmm. Maybe we move on and... Uh, graduate a little bit yeah at some point some points maybe gonna be maybe private, that, private golf maybe course. that'll be our secondary course let's just still call it where home. would you top home away from home before we get into like you and lloyd here what would be the top three local private clubs you would want to be a part of local um you see here's the thing is i don't know if i would love to go super super bougie i don't know if that's my vibe yeah because you gotta go with who you are as a person so what would that be for you um I would love to go to, this is a random shout out, but I'm very interested in checking out Santa Ana Country Club. I've been dying to play Santa Ana. It looks really cool. It looks like a spot that is almost a similar like Long Beach-ish type vibe. Yeah. And it's nicer. And so I think that would be, I've never been there, but I think that would be a really cool country club to go and check out. And I see myself fitting in and when I could join the atmosphere. It's a little um, uh, snooty. Is it? Is it nice? Nice? Um, it's not nice, nice, but the money is old, old. I see. Okay. Yeah. Like it's not, from what I understand, from what I hear is that it's nice for sure. And um, the course is great. Old classic like golf course, but I hear there's just a lot of money in it. Okay. Which is great. Like that's what you want, but it's not, not a super young vibe. Which you're not going to get a lot of no, out here. No, you're so. not. You're not. Um, you know, I, maybe um, Big Canyon looks pretty epic. Where's that? It's in Newport. Okay. It's like Newport Country Club, but also like Big Canyon. It's right there. Gotcha. Um, I'm also thinking proximity as well. Yeah, like, you got to get to it. Got, it's got to be close. It's got to be in the wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. um, I've never, play, I've never played... Um, um, Ladera, but I feel like that would be in there as well. Ladera Ranch. Ladera Ranch. Yeah, isn't there a 36? Costa Mesa or uh, no? Coda no, de Casa. Coda de Casa. There we go. Thank yeah. you. Not Ladera. No, I don't no. know why I was saying that. Coda. I mean, it could have been dope. I was like, I don't know where Ladera is. That sounds awesome. Coda. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let Let me Let me kick out the Big Canyon Newport. Okay. And let me Let me slot in Dove. I like Dove. Yeah, I, like I would Dove say for me... So, Kodo, Dove, and Santa Ana. Um, for me, I got to put Dove in there because it's one of the ones we played, and I love the difficulty of the course. I feel like it's such a home advantage to be able to play that mm -hmm. day in, day out. Um, Shadow Ridge. Oh, where's that? Irvine. Um, okay. Like, Mark McGuire lives on the course, stuff like that. Um, never seen Shadow Ridge before. A little bit more bougie. It's right next to Strawberry Farms. Okay. On the other side of okay, it. Okay. Gotcha. So kind of like a better, way better Strawberry Farms. In the canyon. Yeah. A little bit. And then, Fire. um, 
You can go ahead and put me down for um, that one course, Old Ranch. Put me down for Old Ranch as well. Okay. Off that's off the four or five, right? The one yeah, that we, we played, played with. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cameron. Yeah, it's a solid course. What about Mission? I hear Mission's like not. Eh. Uh, yeah, people, my father-in-law played it. It wasn't that great. You know what? Old Ranch too. I, you know, we my shirt was somewhat untucked, and a member's like told somebody to tell me to tuck my shirt in. Didn't yeah. love that. I know. I get it though, but at the same time, I don't. I don't um, get it. I'm going to be frank. I don't get it. I get if it. I'm going to pay if I own part of the country club and I'm paying an initiation fee of fifteen grand. And then I'm paying fees on top of that of fifteen hundred a month or a thousand dollars a month. Yeah, I should be able to wear my shirt untucked. Yeah, but they they knew I wasn't a member. Yeah, I mean again, but then you're a guest. Yeah, but like let's put it like this: if I was a member and well well known enough, they wouldn't have said anything to me. But since I wasn't a member, that was probably what. The, but either way, they shouldn't. You shouldn't worry. I don't about know. It. I'm just whatever. not a fan of that. I guess. Yeah, I totally get it. Um, I don't know. I feel like wherever we're like going to end up as a group, whatever country club that is going to be one day, I feel like we might just change the moment. Like, I think golf is heading vibe. in that direction, anyways. Um, a little bit. I'm excited for like our generation to become country club members and see what yeah. that might change into. Um, Tell you know. what, lots of sports betting, lots of fun. Oh my god, I can't wait to, for you to go check out Las Vegas Country Club. It's all time it's i can't wait a heaven on earth for me I, maybe i just call it at the right time maybe it's not that good maybe i'm talking up too much and i probably should chill with it but for me it's like man the initiation fees aren't that much like how good the practice areas are and all that but i'm anyway. sure it's great i mean the, the pictures and everything what you're just saying it looks fantastic back to our little slice of heaven um you and lloyd really played some golf we were playing. We were buzzing. We were playing really, really well, especially on Saturday. We were coming out firing. We were playing really well. Lloyd had a birdie on one and like double popped, you know. So it was like Absolutely. a birdie net eagle. Um, you know, I barely missed my birdie putt. Left it like a foot short. A little timid. Just first hole shakes a little bit, but it's like eight, ten feet though. Yeah. Um, you know, he cleaned me up on hole two. He was balling out. We were just both playing really well back and forth. Like he was picking up mine in the front half mm -hmm. and then I played really well in the back nine and like picked up some of like, you know, the strokes there. And then we finished like net 12 under on day one. And you guys were like sitting in second place at that point, right? Yeah. I mean, the team that went 13 under ridiculous. Like I shot 78 as an eight handicap. Lloyd was a 17 actually and right. shot 82 and he balled. Yeah. I mean, like great. he was crushing the driver. Hammering it. Dude, he's he's still got some he's still got some distance behind his game. Yeah, I mean he was sitting like two eighty. That's maybe a bit of bit of a stretch. I mean, but I was I got a hold of a couple and he wasn't that far behind me. I tell you what, Lloyd would be fired up to hear that if he's getting I don't out think, there two eighty. I don't think he's that far behind it. Roll out two eighty, no problem. Right, right. Not I mean, carry distance. I don't know what he's carrying. Maybe I would say maybe he's two, he's a two sixty driver on a on a good one. Really? Yeah, I would say so. Maybe I just have a bad driver day then. Yeah, you weren't having a good driver day. Remember, you were like, ah, I'm not really hitting it. You had, like, you were out super, of sync. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just didn't have the touch that weekend. And, you know, it's nice to know that, like, I'm not the, uh, you're not the only partner I can't show up for, you know, because I just didn't have, I mean, I was making putts. 
I was playing. Oh, I mean, I shot like an eighty-four. Yeah, didn't you go eighty-four on day one? Yeah. Eighty-seven day two. Yeah. So, but three strokes worse because I four like missed like three four footers. Yeah, that was that's brutal. Maybe through like a couple like two footers. Those might have been, but it was. I don't know. I gotta make sure I don't have the yips. So I'm gonna have to go rep it out at Ukaipa here. Make sure that I get that out of my head. Um, what's 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 the solve? What's the solve? Because there are plenty. It's just positive self talk. Yeah, there's sure. plenty. There's plenty of people out there, and I even fall victim of this sometimes as well. Um, missing a short putt, duffing a really short short chip. You know, people just get in these like weird modes of like not being able to accomplish something that's very very simple in golf. So what's the what's the fix for you? For me, um, I don't want to switch up any sort of mechanical thing I'm doing because it's been working extremely well. Mm-hmm. So whatever I'm doing mechanically, like I line up the ball, stripe a little bit now for putts, um, thinking, picking, I aim point when I'm really lost or if I'm having an issue. So maybe going back to a little bit more aim point to help me on those four footers feel a bit more confident on where I'm aiming. Mm-hmm. Even if it means I'm stepping over a two footer with my feet, just really just maybe um, slowing it down. I don't want to change like my putting stroke. I felt like I've gotten to a place now where it's really locked in. Well, don't get me wrong. There were times you were rolling in seven footers left and right. And so this was just back end of day two where you just had a couple short ones slip. Yeah, day one, at one point, you looked at me and you're like, I think you're rolling it better than a scratch handicap at this point. Yeah. Like I was, you, you even turned to me. I would love to see what my strokes game putting is right now. Yeah. And I was like, I guarantee you're level with a scratch or better. Yeah, it's, um, I was rolling, I'm ro- I was rolling in like six footers like they were like a foot. Like they was, were basically gimmies, dude. I mean, like you're rolling in five to seven footers very, very confidently. My lag putting was all time this weekend. Yeah, really good. So I don't really want to change up. I know I'm a good putter, especially when I'm in that. And that wasn't just one round. It's been like four, five, six, seven rounds of my putting being extremely solid. Yeah. So don't change up anything like that, but maybe just have a clear plan of those two to three footers. Walking through my process. Yeah. A deep breath, doing doing that process, even bringing into the putting area when I'm having these sort of uncomfortable thoughts. And it's almost all mental. I can feel it. Like where am I? Like I don't feel good over a punt, and I'm overthinking it. Does it break? It doesn't break. Most of the time, when you're that close, it doesn't. It's not going to break enough unless you're above the hole for you to really, really be that concerned with it. Just pick inside left, inside right, and hit it well. Yeah, that's totally. kind of the vibe. Hit it, and if you if you're gonna miss, miss two, miss a foot and a half past. Yeah, like don't baby it to it. Let's miss. Let's miss the putt. Don't let the grain of the grass mess with your putt either. Roll right. it. Roll it foot and a half, two feet past. Hit it with some confidence. Yeah, that's kind. Of, and then I'll get one. I'll get two, and then the mental will start checking back in. Yeah. Putting, I can get back pretty quick. It's when I start losing my mental is when the drive isn't working at all. That's when I like. I don't know what's going on. Because I can't, I don't know. I'm not good enough to fix a bad driver swing for me. Because um, my my miss is gonna be like right, right, which is in short, mm-hmm. and that just makes everything harder in golf. And um, uh, this past weekend also showed me how hard it is to recover from being bad off the tee. Um, 
every time I had a bad shot off a tee, like it wasn't a lot of distance or underneath a tree or I topped one or I chunked one off the tee box. That's tough out here, dude. It's like, it's like a bogey. Welcome to the welcome to the club. It's like you immediately <laughs> set yourself up for a place where you can't recover. Yeah, like you're playing now. You gotta take two, three, four clubs higher than what the other person is taking, and you're probably having to hit some sort of shot shape to yeah. get it near the green. And it's just not easy golf. It's really annoying and stressful. So when I am having big misses and I can't find my driver face, it, to me, it's almost like. What's the point? Because yeah. you're so you're gonna be so behind. Even if you're hitting the driver so well and the other person's hitting it past you like 20, 30 yards, you're still getting like that's so demoralizing to come back from. Cause you're taking a seven iron and the other person's taking a nine. Yeah. Or a wedge. And you're like, what's going on here? And if you really shit on one, like really far back, you're hitting like hybrids and the person's got eight iron yeah like the advantage of that's crazy but um it's great for match play because if you do some something crazy with that you get a you really rock somebody's mental like oh totally. i had to work up i worked a perfect i played a perfect hole middle of the fairway on green rag two putt par and you're like on the other fairway low stinging hook to like skipping to the front of the green. Right. And having like chipping a to like two or like chipping to like five feet and making an uphill five footer to push for par. Right. And you're just like, God damn, that's demoralizing. <laughs> but yeah, man. I, I, I like that fix though with the putting. And uh I don't know. Back to the back to the game a little bit here that uh I felt like I've never driven it as good as I have ever off the tee. It's been since, like, I can remember from college. There was moments you got with your old burner. Not your burner, but your tailor made yeah, you had. uh-huh. You would get very, very hot with that club at times. Where if like you didn't leave the fairway ever and you were bombing it, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. 260, probably 270 at that point. Mm -hmm. um, no, I was hitting dingers and I was working it both ways. Hitting it straight, mm -hmm. hitting a draw when I wanted to, and then hitting a fade when I wanted to. Well, when I, when, doing, I, when I had to. What were you doing differently? that you Because you think you said you found out something. What would that be? Um, Takeaway and then also setting my hands at a higher position. When I, when I like roll the club over and it gets stuck behind me, it's just, it's going to naturally get stuck there. So once I'm in that top of my backswing, it's getting myself to feel like I'm swinging over the top. Because it, but in reality, it's, it's not. Because I, I tend to block the ball 60 yards right. And play these massive like hooks. Yeah. Right. And then sometimes I don't play that hook and my hands are like all timing and weird. And like it, I have to, you know, I have to relay or rely on the flipping of the hands to get that ball to move back. Well, this time I'm just like getting my hands high over my right shoulder and then just kind of rotating my body and then kind of holding off my right hand a little bit. So, so you're I, like hips are initiating the swing and the hands are dragging behind it. Yeah. Way more, way more. Yeah, it seems to be the vibe of like a good golf swing. That seems to be what everyone's talking about. It's like, you know, get however you need to back there, but you just got to start the hips first and then let the hands drop into place. Right, sitting down a little bit and right. then getting, that, getting your arms into a good spot so then you can rotate and jump and turn and do all that kind of stuff. But and yeah, yeah then, you were rocketing the ball. And the only thing I was doing differently with a fade is instead of seeing two knuckles with my left hand, I would just straighten my left hand and grab it neutral there and you go and then the same swing 
So yeah. re- weakening my grip on my left hand, and that was, and that I played a 10, 15 yard cut. Yeah, it was just it was really nice. I felt like it, you know, it was just kind of working. It was really working. Yeah, because the holes you normally have issues on, you didn't have issues. You only had like two or three really bad driver swings, but it's gonna happen over thirty six. Yeah, I mean, um, really, really, in real in reality, I think two bad drives in twenty eight holes. Yeah, and like probably hitting eighteen out of the twenty eight fairways, probably or more, maybe like and nine, not just hitting them like nine a day. You're bombing it ten a day. There. Yeah, there were times I had. On number 18, dude, on day one, I had pitching wedge into, into the par five. Driver pitching wedge. Yeah, I mean, that's a good, that's I, a good it's time. It's just ridiculous. Like, it was such an advantage, and I was just having such a bad iron striking day. And it was just brutal. Brutal. Good iron striking day like you normally have? What do you think you would have shot? There was a chance for level par for sure on Saturday. Yeah, because your driver is just so good. Your putting was right where it needed to be. The only thing you need, only thing you need to do is put it on the green. Yeah, and you were just like short, long, short, short. It was just all over the place. Yeah, I just never seen you do that. Yeah. I've never seen you miss so many short before. I know. Usually, I'm always airmailing long. I was hitting things heavy. It just I just didn't quite have the strike down. And like you know, it's okay. You know, I, my driving was great, and my chipping and putting was solid. Boom! I'm able to score. I'm just—it's hard to have all three. Yeah, you just need two. You just need two to score, and um, and the mental game to get you through <laughs> it without stabbing no, a club. No, no yips out um, there. Well, we have a bunch of topics written down here, and the only thing I really care to talk about to wrap this podcast up is a big topic in football right now, which is uh, mm-hmm. turf versus grass. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who don't know, the NFL has a bunch of turf fields. And the players hate playing on them for many reasons. One, it's a little bit more injury prone. Maybe the stats might not say by a lot, but it is slightly skewed. Um, but the main thing they complain about is the pain their joints go through the day after. Like, oh, people don't even want to practice on turf fields. Gotcha. Like if it's just weather outside's awful and snowing, like people would rather go play on that than like turf during practice and stuff. Interesting. So not only is it like in more injury prone, like it's just not um, that easy on the joints and the bones as well for whatever reason. I didn't I, know that. I didn't really know why. I was hearing a podcast and they were talking about it. I thought that would be, turf would actually help out with that because it's spongy and rubbery. Yeah, but I guess not. Maybe it's not the type of material your joints do really well on. I mean, grass seems like the best it's because grass and mud and dirt, like really well maintained stuff. It's solid. Yeah, but like it's also a little giving. It is. It does have some give to it. Like grass, like this really well, really well maintained. It's almost like a nice little carpet. Yeah. Where actual turf is just rubber. And then it also like interacts with cleats weird. And it's also because it also doesn't give. It doesn't give way. No. So that's the big argument that I think. I mean, where do you stand on this? Let's come out right right and say it. Well, I um, just want to go grass with the players. Yeah, I do too. I'm with the players. I go don't grass. really care what, if it's turf it is whatever. Like, it's not that much more injury prone. Like, it doesn't matter. You should be listening to your players and what they want. Um, I think it's ridiculous. The NFL hasn't enforced an all grass indoor practice facility and all grass stadium to me it's ridiculous yeah 
I don't understand how you can. If you want a section of your practice facility to be route running and routes, you know, reps, handoffs, you know, drills, all that kind of stuff. I get like obviously you can't have grass everywhere because or also just there were there wouldn't be any grass because you would just be running all over it and it would die. Right. So if you have like a you know fifty yard field of just you know just astroturf to do all that kind of stuff and then like once you're doing more like full speed and all that kind of th- all that all those kind of things, sure. Then let's move to the grass field. But one hundred percent stadiums and a majority of practice facilities should have grass. And it should be the same grass in every stadium. They've should, got they've got the resources. Like they make enough money. They uh, regulate the footballs. Why why shouldn't they regulate all the other stuff? That's the same reason for me why I think it's ridiculous that baseball stadiums can use their own dimensions and yards. Like that doesn't make sense. The center field should be the center field. The right field should be the right field. And left field should be the left field. Same yardages. Now, do you want to make a wall higher? Sure. Can't get rid of that. But I understand you can't change baseball. But to me, it makes no sense that, like, Yankee Stadium's right field can be, like, 205 yards or whatever it is. And the Angels is, like, 285 to right field. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I just feel like grass. I didn't, I didn't be- know how you felt about that. It's, it is, it is like, advantageous. Like, you know, lefties have a advantage over in whatever, X field. Yeah, and I don't understand how that's, like, fair in sports. Like, if I was a home run hitter, I would want to play for the Yankees. I wouldn't want to play for Boston, especially if I hit the ball over left field. Yeah, you got the you got the big wall over there, dude. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Like, that's crazy to me. Like, I don't understand that's history and you can't change it, but... Wild. Wild. I'd be like, if basketball, they're like, yeah, this court is smaller over here in Miami. <laughs> They're like, what do you mean it's smaller? So, yeah, we just we shortened it up by 10 feet. We don't run very well, so we've made it wider. But Spaced the floor a little bit. Right. Or the hoops had 11 feet. Right. You're like, what? Why is that a thing? But I guess it's not the best um, analogy, but, you know, I, we, I get where you're putting down here. It's a, it's a great analogy. You walk in to a baseball stadium, it should be the same. And then I think for grass in the NFL, it should just be an NFL thing. You have a hired grass company or make your own, pay them, and make them work in these certain locations, standards, same grass, same stadium. The ownership, you know, doesn't even have to, like, they can pitch in for it. They all make, all these guys make enough money. The NFL isn't hurting for cash. It's $800,000 to turn a turf field into a grass field. That's nothing. That's chump change. That is chump change for some of these billionaires and for the NFL who God knows makes money on money on top of money. Like Monday night, oh, Thursday yeah. night, Sunday night. That's all they have three days of the week where they're making cash. Hundred percent. Like um so to me it's just ridiculous. And if the players want it, I don't understand why not. I think football has some big changes they need to make here shortly. I think they need to start really prioritizing players' health with like benefits after being in the league for two years, you should be paying medical bills. This, this sport, man, is just getting brutal. I, I remember just watching as a kid and people getting hurt all the time, but now it just feels like these guys are so big and athletic and so strong and scary. that it's just like every other play I'm seeing. I'm like, that would have crippled me. Yeah. Would have demolished me. And like people are breaking 
dislocating knees, having concussions. Like, I've seen a concussion ever again. It almost makes you think that players were just playing on concussions back in the day as well. I mean, they for sure were. I mean, it's, yeah, proven. Guaranteed they were, but, yeah. yeah I, I just think, and also I think it's um, very valuable to also look at, one, it's the joint health of the field. And, you know, I do think in certain circumstances, it, it might prevent some injuries from happening. And the one that really does stand out to me, and I don't know if it's going to change anything, but, you know, Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles on a turf field. And you can, I mean, to tear your Achilles tendon, it takes a lot of pressure. Now, sometimes it just happens and it gives way, whatever. In this instance, I think it was just sheerly pressure right. that was like... On the a, big man, on a, his calf, and then the turf not giving. And the turf not giving. Like, I, I truly think if there was seven or 800 pounds on that one foot, I think it's giving way in grass. I don't think, you know, no, I don't think the, it's going to hold up. Have come out or have been a less, way less serious injury. I mean, yeah, maybe it's just a strain of, you know, a calf muscle or something like that. Yeah. Um, it seems to be happening often and the players are done with it. I think NFL should just change it and make it a rule and let the owners deal with it. It's 800,000 to change the field from AstroTurf to grass, like you said, and it's probably $100,000 a year to maintain it, $200,000 a year. It's to not much. It. It's really Maybe not Maybe all in your, for your initial investments, like $2.5 million for a grass field. It's not much. I mean, you got to like re-seed, we're going to call Tools, it. Tools, people, seeds, grass, equipment, water, staff to take care of it, maintenance, all of that. You probably need like a $2.5 million capital to get it going. I would, love, owners, I, would, no I would love to see the comparison between grass and AstroTurf. If you were a stadium right now and you had AstroTurf and you really wanted to be a better scouting team and care and show you care for your people, it'd be a great play if you went from AstroTurf to grass. Like if it you were be. like just to show like we care about our players here and we listen to them and we're doing that and take that initiative. But you probably get pressure from ownership not to do that and yada, yada, yada. But anywho, anywho bud, I think we wrap it up here. Yeah, you, you got anything with the people? Um, you know what? I am rocking a little uh, silly, goofy mood shirt tonight. Um, oh yeah, you know, look out for this. Going to be coming live. Going to give a little shout out. Katie's working on something on the behind the scenes, doing a couple just shirt designs, this kind of stuff. You know, shout out her for trying to create something new as well. Very cool. Yeah, those shirts are really cool. Like the design, the material is nice. It's like a little bit of like a workout. Casual, yeah, material. very casual. You know, maybe some pocket squares. Got a little silly goose coming out. You know, all that, kind of, all that kind of stuff. So awesome. Just having some fun with it. So it's good stuff. Good, buddy. Well, you know, like, comment, subscribe. We're on all major platforms all, everywhere. YouTube, Spotify. Look out for some big things coming our way. We're going to try to work on some merch. We're going to get a website going. Eventually, YouTube videos. So we're coming. We're coming in hot, baby. Keep yeah. us on the radar and don't look away. Don't look away because we're not going anywhere. And we're in the cabbage. And just a reminder, keep swinging.